Hello and welcome to The Prophetic Voice. I'm your host, Ken Bailey. In a world full of lies and propaganda, it can be difficult to determine who is telling you the truth. Perhaps you're looking for a place where you can hear a voice of truth, someone whom God is speaking to. You've come to the right place. It's our mission to share with you the truth of God's word and the prophetic insights that God has given to me to help you navigate life in these last days before the return of Jesus Christ. The title of today's episode, number 21, is A Prophetic Message for Such a Time as This. As we discuss this important topic, let's also see what God told us in the scriptures and what the Lord has revealed to me to share with you. At times, we'll also incorporate insights from other leaders in the Christian community. So whether you're a longtime listener or a new follower, we're grateful that you've chosen to join us today. Let's tune in and listen to the prophetic voice. Well, this is Ken Bailey, and I want to thank you for joining me today. I'm grateful that you've carved out some time to listen to what the Lord wants me to share with you. I also want you to know that I enjoy reading your comments that you share with me about how these messages are blessing you. Some of you are also asking me to speak about certain passages of scripture or various prophecies that are in the Bible. I'll do my best to bring messages on some of those topics in the coming year. Well, my friend, if you've heard any of my messages before, you know that I've told you that we're living in the final days before the return of Jesus Christ for his followers. It's an exciting time to be alive and watch prophecies being fulfilled by Almighty God. Did you know that it's no accident that you're on the earth right now? God chose you to be alive at this very moment. Ponder that thought. I love to tell stories that can have a profound impact on the lives of the people who hear the story. So I want to share a story with you from the Bible that has has had a huge impact on the lives of countless peoples over the year, over the years, including me. I want to tell you about a woman named Esther, whose story is so important that God placed it in the Bible for us to have it today. Who was Esther? Esther was a Jewish girl who had become an orphan as a child, and she was raised by her cousin Mordecai. Against incredible odds, God raised Esther up to be chosen by King Xerxes to become his wife and be the queen of Persia. We'll pick up the story of Esther, where her cousin Mordecai learns that an evil man by the name of Haman wants to kill him and all of the Jews in the country. Haman is angry at Mordecai because he won't bow down to honor him each time that Haman enters the gate of the city. Haman deceives King Xerxes and gets him to sign off on an order that allows Haman and his followers to kill all of the Jews in the country in the coming days. Mordecai is heartbroken at the news of Haman's plans. So turn in your Bible to Esther chapter 5. If you have, if you're out somewhere and you have your phone with you, open your uh, Bible app on your phone uh, to Esther chapter 4. When Mordecai learned of all that had been done, he tore his clothes, put on sackcloth and ashes, 
and went out into the city, wailing loudly and bitterly. But he went only as far as the king's gate, because no one clothed in sackcloth was allowed to enter it. In every, pro in every promise province to which the edict and the order of the king came, there was great mourning among the Jews with fasting, weeping, and wailing. Many lay in sackcloth and ashes. When Esther's eunuchs and female attendants came and told her about Mordecai, she was in great distress. She sent clothes for him to put on instead of his sackcloth, but he would not accept them. Then Esther summoned Hathak, one of the king's eunuchs assigned to attend her, and ordered him to find out what was troubling Mordecai and why. So Hathak went out to Mordecai in the open square of the city in front of the king's gate. Mordecai told him everything that had happened to him, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the text of the edict for their annihilation, which had been published in Susa to show Esther and explain it to her. And he told him to instruct her to go into the king's presence to beg for mercy and plead with him for her people. Hathak went back and reported to Esther what Mordecai had said. Then she instructed him to say to Mordecai, all the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces Provinces know that any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law, that they be put to death unless the king extends the golden scepter to them and spares their lives. For 30 days have passed since I was called to go to the king. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat and drink for three days, night or day, and I and my tenants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. Well, eventually, Esther goes before the king, and and uh, he does not have her put to death. He welcomes her, and she and she calls for a dinner to be held in Haman's honor. She's got a secret plan. She did this to get Haman into the king's presence. Haman begins to boast to everyone of how important he is to the king and queen. He then decides to set up a seventy-five foot foot tall pole next to his home to have Mordecai impaled on it. However, Esther informs King Xerxes of Haman's evil plot to kill the Jews, and this would include Esther being put to death. Justice is served as King Xerxes has Haman put to death instead on the very pole that he had erected for 
uh, Mordecai to be impaled on. You know, I love stories that have a happy ending, and this one does. Uh, Disneyland uh, certainly has, Walt Disney certainly has uh, nothing on these stories in the Bible like this. You, you think of a story like Cinderella that has a happy ending. Uh, but this is, that was a fictitious story. But this is a true story that occurred about Esther's life and Mordecai and the Jews. So Esther is honored and adored by the king, and she helps save her people, the Jews, from being slaughtered by Haman and his followers. And Mordecai had boldly challenged Esther that for such a time as this, God had raised her up to become queen of Persia to help save the lives of the Jews. Esther risked death and went into the presence of the king without being invited. Mordecai also uh, did his part to help save the Jews. And like Esther, he is honored by the king for his actions and becomes second in command in all of Persia. What a great story. I encourage you to read the entire uh, 10 chapters of the book of Esther. It will bless you. Well, there's another story. I want to talk with you about today. It's so very important. What story is it, you might ask? It might surprise you to find out that it's your life story. That's right. I want to talk about your life story. You see, God makes no mistakes. He's chosen you to be on the earth right now. For such a time as this, God has placed you on the earth. Like Esther and Mordecai, you have an important mission to complete. I want to talk about your story that's still being written at this very moment. What has God called you to do? What's your purpose for being on the earth right now? Do you know? Why are you here? Well, I know what God's called me to do. He's asked me to be a prophetic voice for him and to share the message messages that he gives to me with all of you. He's also asked me to write a book and to put the messages that he's given me in it so that people all over the world can get them. So I've written this book, The End is Now Coming, God's Urgent Warning to His Church and the Nations. I've been obedient to what the Lord's asked me to do. And inside the book, I share stories of all the miracles and visions that the Lord's given to me, and more importantly, these urgent last day's messages that the Lord's uh, given to me to share with people all over the world. The, the book's selling worldwide, and I'm so grateful for that. And the majority of the profits of the book are going to go uh, to my nonprofit, Alms International, uh, to help feed and clothe the poor orphans and widows uh, around the world. So I encourage you to get the book, if possible. You can just go to Amazon.com uh, and type in the search window. Uh, the end is now coming. Well, I'm going to pick the story back up here um, and and talk about your your life. Um, and um, I know my purpose uh, f uh, for my life. Uh, God's asked me to to speak out against evil people and and their agendas and to warn uh, all of you of their deceptions and plans for a new world order. Uh, there are the globus, globalists, the United Nations, World Health Organization, uh, large corporations, billionaires. They, they've been meeting for the past many years to set up a plan to, 
to take over the world and and start it over and do things uh, in a new way and and rest- greatly restrict you uh, with their plans. And so uh, I write about that in the book, and I'll, I'll tell you from time to time uh, about new updates that, that I, I get from the Lord uh, about their plans. Um, and God, it's also called me to rescue people who are lost, who've never uh, called on him to save them. I'm to share the gospel with them, the good news that Jesus came to the earth and died to, to pay the penalty for their sins some 2,000 years ago. He was buried and rose from the grave on the third day, defeating sin and death. So I'm on mission. I'm living out my purpose for being on the earth right now. I know what I've been called to do, and I'm doing it. It's not what I planned for my life. I plan to be a, a longtime educator and then uh, to be a pastor. Uh, and I have pastored some churches, but to be one right at this moment. But God's had other plans for me to for me to be an international evangelist and a prophetic voice uh, for him in these last days. Uh, so God uh, has told me to warn the world that the end is now coming, and I'm doing that. So again, I ask you, what has God called you to do right now? For such a time as this, what is your mission on behalf of Almighty God? Oh, my friend, it's so important for you to know why you're here and what you're to do with the time that you have left on the earth. Like Esther and Mordecai, we need you to step up and do what God's called you to do. Imagine if Esther and Mordecai hadn't risked everything and been obedient to what uh, God had told them to do in their day. Uh, The Jews would have been slaughtered, but they were obedient. Is there a mission trip? that God wants you to take, maybe that's your mission or purpose right now. Once you're there, you'll share the gospel with those who have not placed their faith in Christ. Perhaps there's a job God God wants you to switch to where you you can be a greater witness for him. Are you supposed to be teaching a Bible study to young people or adults, but you haven't volunteered for it yet? Does God want you to go work in a foreign country and minister to to people there. And I'm not suggesting that that might be for a lifetime, maybe, but maybe it's for a year where God wants you to, to stop what you're doing now and go off and work in a, in a foreign country, maybe for some Christian organization uh, where you can daily share the gospel and share your faith with others. Is the Lord maybe calling you to do that? Maybe you're a young person, a teenager, a young adult that's listening today. Is God calling you to start a Bible club at school or perhaps a fellowship of Christian athletes group at the school or university that you attend? Maybe God wants you to start a Bible study with your friends where you meet each week in a coffee shop or at your home or uh, at an apartment. Will you do it? Will you risk everything, maybe even death, if you go to a foreign country to complete your mission, to, to do what God wants you to do with your life. Soon I'm going to be going back out to uh, Asia uh, to to do some ministry work, to feed and clothe the poor, and to share the gospel with thousands uh, here uh, in the next couple of weeks I'm leaving uh, to do that. I hope to feed over 20,000 people while I'm gone, buy hundreds of Bibles, share the gospel, and lead thousands to to turn from their sins and place their faith in Christ. I'm on mission. What's your mission? 
You may say, Ken, you got to be kidding me. I'm just an ordinary man or woman. The world doesn't even know me. Let me tell you this, my friend. You're in good company. You see, Hester was an ordinary woman that no one knew about until God promoted her. Mordecai was a nobody who ended up being a big time somebody who was promoted to be second in command in all of Persia. Sound familiar? It should. Let me talk about a few others that are in your Bible. Ruth was an ordinary woman until God raised her up. Joseph was hated by his older brothers and sold into slavery. God eventually took him out of prison where he had been placed for a crime he didn't commit. God raised him up to be second in command in Egypt uh, to the Pharaoh. Joseph was used by God to rescue millions from starving to death. All of these were just ordinary people who God used and raised up to complete a work for him. People like you, who God can use to do great things on his behalf. You see, God uses ordinary people and does extraordinary things through them. If you'll just make yourself available to him. The Lord's more interested in your availability than your ability. God's waiting for you to step up and be willing to do what he's placed you on the earth to do. Will you do it? I pray that you will. Act now before Jesus returns and boldly serve God where he's placed you. Get alone this week and do business with the Lord. If you don't know already what he wants you to do, then ask God these questions. I put together a couple of sample questions that you can ask him. Lord, what's your call on my life? What is my purpose and mission in life? Why am I on earth right now? And what are you trying to get me to do for you and others? You know, God's not trying to hide his will from you. He wants you to know it and he wants you to do it. My friend, the world's waiting on you. You can make a difference and inspire others for such a time as this. Let's pray. Would you join me? Father, I thank you that we can uh, get together again and just uh, talk about your messages that you give to me. uh, We can read these the Holy Scriptures and learn lessons that you want us to learn Uh, about life and what you want to do with our lives. Oh God, you've got a purpose and a plan and a mission for everyone. First, you want them to repent of their sins and be born again by placing their faith uh, in your son, Jesus, who came and died and paid the penalty for their sins. Then after that, uh, your Bible says in Ephesians 2.10 that uh, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works that you prepared in advance for us to do. So Lord, uh, those that are believers who are listening today, uh, you've got a plan, a purpose, and a mission for their life. And I pray that that they will stop and get alone with you in today or in the coming days and seek you and determine what you want them to do with the rest of the time that they have on the earth before you come and take us home in an event called the rapture. Oh, God, uh, you need each of us to fulfill the, the work and the plans that you prepared for us to do. And if not, there's just a gap. And, and, and at times you have to go on and use other people 
to complete these works because we weren't obedient and yield and surrender our lives to do what you want us to do. So may you give each listener the courage to live out their purpose, to be on mission for you for such a time as this. God, we love you. We thank you for eternal life. And we bless you today. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on The Prophetic Voice. It means so much to us that you listen to our program. I want to encourage you to get my book, The End Is Now Coming. In the book, I include all of the incredible last days messages and miracles that God has given to me to share with you. The book will bless you and guide you in these difficult days that are coming before God takes Christians home to heaven in the coming rapture. In the book, I also share stories of the many supernatural miracles and visions that God has given to me over the years. You can get this exciting book, The End Is Now Coming, by going to our website, KenBaileyMinistries.com. You can also buy the book on Amazon. Just go to Amazon.com and type in the search window the title of the book, The End Is Now Coming. We're also thrilled to let you know that the book is already a bestseller on Amazon. All the glory goes to God. My friend, I encourage you to stay in touch with me and keep up with all that's happening in our ministry work. You can do that by visiting our website, KenBaileyMinistries.com. Well, thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time on The Prophetic Voice.